President Trump seeks big bucks for federal government and critical infrastructure cyber protection. And U.S. federal prosecutors charge two Russian spies and two collaborators with hacking Yahoo. These stories and more coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We begin today's report with a look at President Donald Trump's first budget, this one for fiscal year 2018. The White House didn't release a detailed budget. Instead, it issued a 62-page blueprint on spending goals for the fiscal year that begins October 1st. The blueprint outlines sharp increases in spending at the Departments of Defense and Homeland Security. Cybersecurity is part of his budget request. That's Tom Bossert. He's special assistant to the president for Homeland Security and counterterrorism. Cybersecurity is part of his portfolio. He spoke this past week at the think tank Center for Strategic and International Studies. This is not just simply an exercise in defense readiness. This is an exercise in protecting America. The blueprint did not provide a specific dollar amount to be earmarked for cybersecurity at DOD. At DHS, the Trump budget blueprint allots $1.5 billion to protect federal networks and critical infrastructure from attack. According to the budget blueprint, DHS will share more cybersecurity incident information with other federal agencies and the private sector. That would lead to faster response to cyber attacks directed at federal networks and critical infrastructure through a suite of advanced cybersecurity tools and more assertive defense of government networks. Here again is Bossert. We can no longer dream away the notion that we will have cybersecurity expertise in terms of capital investment and human investment resident at 190 or 220 federal agencies. It would be very difficult to achieve and sustain that, and it would be unwise for us to attempt to do it on behalf of the taxpayer. So shared services will be a fundamental requirement. How we achieve that will require some time, and we'll come out with some details as as we move forward. Modernizing federal information technology is seen as one way to strengthen IT security, and Bossert said modernization is a White House priority, but... There will not be a budget that reflects an overnight modernization of the IT. I think that's somewhere around a $90 billion endeavor that's going to require more time, a little bit more thoughtful analysis. Bossert said before the administration budgets for IT modernization, each agency must conduct an information risk assessment so they can determine how much money is needed. Any presidential budget is just a plan. For it to be a living document, Congress must approve it. At least from a homeland and cybersecurity perspective, Bossert has begun lobbying senators and representatives on the budget. He sounds optimistic. I don't want to begin to list the number of senators and congressmen and congresswomen that I've called because I'll omit one. But I have talked to, in my mind, every important uh, and unimportant, and there is no such thing, member of Congress, Senate, House, their staffs, appropriations committees, authorizing committees, and every single person I talk to, those that understand cybersecurity and those that just read about it in the paper, agree that we need some reform. And that's the start. The defendants include two officers of the Russian Federal Security Service, an intelligence and law enforcement agency of the Russian Federation, and two criminal hackers with whom they conspired to accomplish these intrusions. That's Acting Assistant U.S. Attorney General Mary McCord announcing on Wednesday the indictment of four suspects for the 2014 hacking of Yahoo. 
That breach exposed a half billion user accounts. A federal grand jury in San Francisco handed up the indictments, accusing the defendants of computer hacking, economic espionage, and other criminal offenses in connection with a conspiracy that began in January 2014. With these charges, the Department of Justice is continuing to send the powerful message that we will not allow individuals, groups, nation states, or a combination of them to compromise the privacy of our citizens, the economic interests of our companies, or the security of our country. There's a bit of irony here. The Russian Federal Security Service, known as FSB, collaborates with the FBI on battling international cybercrime. Paul Abate is executive assistant director of the FBI's Criminal Cyber and Response and Service Branch, and he says it's been a challenge for the FBI to cooperate on international cybercrime cases with the FSB, the successor to the KGB. We need and have to have cooperation from all international partners in order to resolve cases like this, among many other threats that we face. But when we look at this case, and I'm speaking to this case now, we expect and hope for their cooperation here Don't count on these hackers being extradited. Russia doesn't have an extradition treaty with the United States. Besides, Russia does not extradite its citizens. Should the FBI continue to collaborate with Russian intelligence on international cybercrime cases? I asked a number of experts, and they all agreed it should. Rand Corporation scholar Martin Lubicki says the U.S. might be able to learn a thing or two from the Russians about their cyberspace activities by continuing to cooperate. And former Department of Homeland Security policymaker Paul Rosenzweig recalled Ronald Reagan's famous maxim, trust but verify. We must work with them, he says, but with great caution. We'll have more on this story in a moment. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. The fact that Russia's FSB uses cyber criminals to help breach computers in other nations isn't that unusual. Here again is Acting Assistant Attorney General Mary McCord. We are certainly seeing more and more um, use by nation states of criminal hackers to carry out some of their intentions. That I don't think is necessarily unique to Russia in this particular case of the FSB. ISMG Security and Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk has been looking into the use of intelligence agencies contracting out hacking work to cyber criminals and the problems that creates. If Yahoo's 2014 data breach had just been an in-house Russian intelligence project, it's unlikely it would have resulted in an indictment. But Russia has landed in a muddy puddle by tapping freelance hackers with profitable motivations and questionable operational security. Two Russian FSB officers have been accused of directing and paying freelance hackers to break into Yahoo's network and others. All four have been indicted by a grand jury, the first such action against Russian government officials. Yahoo disclosed the breach which affected 500 million accounts last September. The indictment describes in great detail the alleged intermingling of cyber criminals and FSB officials. Think something like TaskRabbit, only for state-sponsored espionage. But it's the freelancer's side activities that may have brought the unwanted attention to Russia. One of the freelance hackers, Alexei Bellin, allegedly sought side income. He is accused of trying to manipulate Yahoo's search engine for the marketing of erectile dysfunction drugs and exploiting 30 million Yahoo email accounts for spam. Bellin also mined Yahoo accounts for redeemable gift card numbers and access to PayPal and Western Union accounts. 
Russia may only be realizing now that the use of freelance hackers would eventually turn an unwanted spotlight on its intelligence-gathering activities. It's no secret that U.S. intelligence agencies, cybersecurity companies, and anybody else in the cybersecurity space have trouble recruiting people. It makes sense that Russia would turn to outside talent for shortfalls. But there are many risks in outsourcing intelligence activities. For one, there's little control over operational security. If the freelancers make a mistake, it could unravel a long, embarrassing chain. The indictment doesn't indicate how the Justice Department obtained its information, but the indictment contains much detail on payments made by an FSB agent to one of the hackers. As we've seen most recently from the CIA leaks and those of former NSA contractor Edward Snowden, it's hard enough for professional intelligence agencies to keep their secrets secure. Also, the desire to make more money could increase the freelancer's exposure, thus increasing the exposure to the Russian government. Shortly after Yahoo announced the breach of 500 million accounts, the computer security firm InfoArmor said some of the data was sold three times, first to a state-sponsored party and then to other cybercriminals. Although those deals were done in high secrecy, it still meant that the broader computer security community was keeping a watchful eye out. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. Finally, Assistant to the President Tom Bossert, who you heard earlier in this report, confirms that senior National Security Agency official Rob Joyce will join the White House as a top cybersecurity advisor to President Donald Trump. Joyce will fill the slot held in the Barack Obama administration by White House cybersecurity coordinators and special assistants to the president, Howard Schmidt and Michael Daniel. It's not known what Joyce's title will be. As we reported in our previous episode, Joyce is a nearly 28-year veteran at the NSA, most recently serving as chief of the agency's tailored access operations. That unit provides tools and expertise in computer network exploitation to call foreign intelligence. Joyce has held a number of critical roles at NSA on the cyber offensive and defensive side that people who know him say will prepare him well for his White House assignment. Tony Sager retired in 2012 as Chief Operating Officer of NSA's Information Assurance Directorate and got to know Joyce as a colleague. He's a very smart guy. He's got an extraordinary range of assignments including at the very, very senior level. He had an unusually wide range of deep experience across the intelligence and defensive missions. As White House Cybersecurity Coordinator, Michael Daniel worked with Joyce and says his successor understands the need for various stakeholders to collaborate to succeed at the job. He's a good leader and has been in charge of large organizations within NSA before. He'll bring that to the table, and he's been active in the interagency, so he's got experience with the NSC process and how to negotiate and operate in that, that interagency environment. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.